you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. Hey, everybody. Before we get started on today's episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast, I just wanted to share something really exciting with you that I've been working on called Foundations. And this is really building foundations in order to live a life of excellence. You know, for me, many of you know my story. Um, I have achieved uh, many levels of success. I found joy in many different areas of my life. And I've been setting and achieving goals for more than 20 years. And then tragedy struck. And among other things, I was drawn into this season of reflection, really a gut check to understand what I was pursuing, who I was becoming, and even who I was in that moment. It was such a fruitful opportunity for me going back to the beginning and relaying the foundation and getting clear on who I was. And through that season, 2019 has been the most joy-filled year of life I've ever lived, and now I want to share that with you. That's why I created this foundations program. It's a 90-day opportunity for you to do what I was able to do and hopefully to enable you to live the best year yet in 2020. So you can go to ryanjamesmiller.com slash foundations to check it out. With that, enjoy this next episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. All right, well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. I am so excited today because I had an amazing conversation with my guest and I have completely forgotten about it, which is not telling of who she is as an individual because I remember being just so fired up and excited. I think it's telling of the brain that I possess on a regular basis, which is one of uh, amnesia. I am terrible at remembering names often. Thankfully, I have not forgotten her name, um, but I'm excited again because I'm excited to get back into it and dig into what is going to be probably one of the most organic conversations I've had in a while. So with that, I just want to welcome Natasha Hazlett to the Excellence Mindset Podcast. If you're watching on video, you can see her waving right now. Uh, she is a speaker. She is a business and marketing consultant as well as a coach, which we're going to get into some of that transition. Uh, she's also written a best-selling bit book called Unstoppable Influence. Uh, being or be fearless transform lives so we're going to talk about that she's just on the tail end of a very successful of a live event that she hosted so i'm excited i'm fired up natasha thank you so much for joining me uh, thank you for having me i'm super excited about our awesome organic conversation <laughs> see where this thing is going to take us <laughs> we we have no idea Okay, no so um, I, I, I want to dig right in because um, uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, because you said something right before we went live that it really was just kind of like this light bulb for me that I want to get to. So uh, it sounds like uh, you have been a consultant in the business space, uh, doing business marketing consulting for quite a while. And then you said that um, uh, maybe not like recently as in yesterday, but uh, it, it more recently recently, you've had a shift into coaching, people asking you to coach, uh, and you even used the word life coach. So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit or tell us a little bit about what, um, what has drawn you into that shift? And, and we're going to jump all around, but I just think that's really intriguing uh, because I haven't heard many people say like, I was a consultant, I get kind of pulled into this coach. So uh, what, what has that been for you? So what happened, we started uh, 
coaching people in the business and marketing space back in 2010. Hmm. And from um, 2010 up until like 2017-ish, that's all we did. And then I got this book placed on my heart, Unstoppable Influence, uh, Be You, Be Fearless, Transform Lives. And I wrote, I wrote the book in like 22 days. We'll get into that, I'm sure, later. But yeah, and through that, I ended up realizing that people wanted more lessons from the book. And the book is really a spiritual. It's about uh, spiritual development. It's about personal development, which is like the fact that I even wrote that book is like a whole story in and of itself. It's like, I'm the most unlikely person to write this book, but I did. <laughs> in 22 days. <laughs> in 22 days. And so then, uh, so then what happened, I ended up launching this 21 day challenge to walk people through the concepts in the book. And so people started asking me questions. All of these questions had to deal with spirituality, life, how do we deal with like negative low vibe people, like all of these things, how do I deal with, uh, how did I, how did I overcome my over, uh, my approval addiction? And so there were all these things that I made this huge shift from rock bottom in my life, uh, super depressed, like about to quit our entire marketing and consulting business to go back to practicing law, ended up writing this book. And, and I just literally, I just fell into it. And I, I mean, I love it. I love, I love doing both, like both fill, fulfill me, but it was just definitely something that just happened. Mm. Okay. And, and so do a lot of those clients on the coaching side, do they come by way of your consulting relationships? It's about 50, 50. Okay. So, I mean, we have people that are joining our challenges that just, they feel like they're meant for something more. And so, and you know, we have a, a year long program and, and we just enrolled a lot of people at our, our event. And it was really interesting to see that at first our year long programs were like hundred percent business entrepreneurs. Then it was 90%. Then it was 80%. I mean, this year it's maybe 50, 50. Wow. And it's really, it's really interesting. So people are coming from a lot of different areas and a lot of different success in business. So we've got people that just want to start a business and then we're working with, with people that have $10 million companies. Hmm. So it's, it's the gamut. Okay. So all over the place. Okay. So, I mean, in some sense that feels like a natural transition as the way of just what your audience is, is asking from you, um, which totally makes sense. Um, okay. So you, you said two crazy things in there. Uh, one of which was you wrote a book in 22 days. And so what were you thinking and why, or how did you accomplish that? So I had always wanted to write a book and I just didn't know what it, what it would be on. Mm -hmm. And so I decided uh, maybe, gosh, seven years ago that I would sit down and write a book. It was called Cashing In On You. And I was going to teach everyone how to monetize their message online because obviously that was in my wheelhouse as a business and marketing coach. I started writing it and it sucked. Can I say that? It totally sucked. <laughs> it totally sucked. It was horrible. It was horrible. I mean, it was like the most painful and I like about a third of the way through this 50,000 word book. I was oh. like, I'm done. Like, I, no, this isn't me. I'm done. I shelved it. Mm. So never to see the light of day again. Oh. And then <laughs> 
I had this rock bottom moment, super depressed, like really bad space. I had, I was 215 pounds, which on a five foot five frame is not cool. <laughs> super obese, getting <laughs> real here. And uh, so it was in a really, a really rough spot. And so I, I got this divine nudge, girl, you got to write the book, write a book. And I'm like, hmm. what? And actually in, in fairness, about three months earlier, my husband, Rich and I ended up, we were in a business meeting. We're in business together. And he, um, is this thing, is this like a really weird glare going on right now? It just, yeah, no, there, there we go. go. There we go. Okay. Of course I have like my office. I have like this huge window up there and the sun comes in at the perfectly imperfect Beautiful. time. So, um, anyway, so we had a business meeting. Uh, what was the future of our company? Cause we were just, this is totally like, I'm just totally going all over the map, but I have, I realized I had nope. to tell you that to tell you the next thing. Nope. You good? It's good. Okay. Okay. So we had this business meeting and we had been told we've been mentored by Russell Brunson and he kept telling us, mm. look guys, like y'all are, y'all are meant for like much bigger things like teaching, uh, branding, which is what we had a program called branded hundred percent authentic, multiple six figure brand. It was doing well. And he said, you're, you're just in order to crack million dollar years, like it's gotta be bigger. So I'm like, what is it gonna be? Well, we had this business meeting to figure out like, what are we gonna do? I'd finally gotten to a point where I was like, okay, I'm willing to entertain the notion of scrapping this brand that was the thing that helped me retire from my law career and start over with something new. But I just didn't know what that was. Well. We also, at the time, were in this indecision state of where we were going to live. We lived in Boise, which is actually one of the ways we were able to meet Russell Brunson. And, uh, and we were trying to, we thought we might want to move back down south to Tennessee, where we're from. Hmm. So I told my husband, I was like, look, I want to talk about business, but like, I cannot handle the indecision of where we're going to live. <laughs> like, we had to decide now, five years waffling between stay in Boise, move down South, let's mm. pick it. So we picked, moved to Tennessee. All right. So we picked moving back down South, which by the way, that's where I'm coming to you from right now, Franklin, Tennessee, which is right outside of Nashville. Best state in the country. It's awesome. And so we, um, so 30 minutes later, we're like, what's our brand? What can we do? What else? Unstoppable influence gets placed on my heart. Wow. And like literally, and we're like, whoa, that's good. And you know, we're like internet marketers. So we're like, quick, go to Google. Like, is that available? <laughs> like, is it like a $10 million domain name? It was available for $11 and 99 cents. We're like, oh what? Gosh. And then Rich is like, did you even spell it right? I'm like, I probably didn't. Let me check. All right, two P's, <laughs> we're good. And so then we're like, oh my God, it's available. It's available. And then we're like, does it really suck? Like, are we just the only ones that think that this is good? Yeah. So, uh, so then we're like, no, I think this is good. So I tell you all that to tell you, that in uh, May of 2017, I get this divine nudge, time to write the book, Unstoppable Influence. I'm like, well, I don't even know what the hell it's gonna be about. Like, I mean, it sounds great. I knew, I knew that the name Unstoppable Influence had like spiritual uh, origins. Um, the, the designers, we did a design contest and everyone put an infinity sign. I'm not sure if you can see that, mm, uh, an yep. infinity sign all of these different designers that didn't even see each other's designs were all queuing in on this infinity, which is 
alpha and omega, beginning and the end, total divine thing. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know what it was. So I basically, I said, all right, Rich, you're going to think this is crazy. Hell, I think it's crazy, but I'm going to scrub my calendar for 30 days and I'm just going to go and write the damn book. I was like, I don't even know what it's about. I had a mentor that sent me a box full of books on how to write a book. I looked at them. I was like, God, that looks awful. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. So I ended up like going to a friend's office, totally Zen space. I called it the Zen den, no internet, turned off my phone. And like, I would go for a few hours a day over 22 days, open my laptop, put on some relaxing music. Ryan Farish actually was who I, I was listening to this. Like, I just heard that he had good stuff. So I listened to it, put his stuff on repeat. And like the book literally just poured out of me. Wow. I never even read it until it was all done. I literally would just, I just wrote different pages and it just, it was the weirdest thing. I mean, it was cool, but it was weird. Okay. So some people would, for many different things that you said in there would call you crazy. Uh, one of which was, um, okay, so you, um, for time's sake, we, we won't get into it, but you scrap a, a, a law career, uh, which you clearly had a lot of time and a lot of money invested into. You decide, no, that's not for me. Then you get into business for yourself, uh, you and your husband, and you have this successful consulting practice. It's got a recognizable brand to it. You're doing well. And so where was the dissatisfaction? Like where, where was the, it, I mean, was it, um, most people want to admit these words, but like discontent or frustration or lack of fulfillment. Like what was it that was like, okay, enough. I think it was all of the above. I think there was a lot of frustration because why were we not seven figure a seven figure year? Like we had done seven figures in sales, like over the course of years, but like, why not the seven figure year? It was like, we kept like bumping up on the ceiling mm. and, and really our mentor was like, it's because like what you're doing is like, you need like a bigger, something bigger than just that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was just, and he was totally right. I mean, when it's right, it's right. I mean, it's a now unstoppable influence is a multi-million dollar brand in just over two years. So it was like, years and years of multiple six figures and then like so that was frustrating which caused discontentment which sure. caused you know i was getting i don't know it just it just wasn't fun and yeah. so i knew that there was something had to change okay so uh i, I want to hone in on that um not a seven figure business annually and not fun where, where does that scale tip for you? You, you, you have to be honest. <laughs> I think the seven figure thing was really pissing me off. Yeah. I've got to tell you, I yeah. mean, like I, because we're in high level, like masterminds with people and I'm seeing sure. people that are, they're wonderful, but they're not any smarter than we are. They're not any more talented than we are. And I'm like, why do we keep bumping our, our heads against the ceiling? Yep. I want that. And it's not for the money. I have to say this, this caveat, because I mean, look, a lot of people have a wonderful rags to riches, super inspiring story. I grew up um, in a very comfortable upbringing. Mm -hmm. And so it's not about the money. It's more about the level of impact 
um, one of my friends, Yada Golden, um, said that that the money that you make, the dollars, are actually thank you notes for the value that you bring to the world. And so obviously, like I wanted to have a big impact and that business was not ever going to let us have the big impact that I knew I was intended to make. I just didn't know what the vehicle would be. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I really appreciate that you said that. Um, I, I think it would have even been more fun if you said like, I just wanted all the money and I wanted to swim in it or something, but, <laughs> but, but, um, but something that I think was really important that you said in there was that you were looking around and you were observing all of these other people in these masterminds that you were a part of that were experiencing this level of, we'll just call it success, we can call it a bunch of different things, but level of success that you desired and felt like you had worked up to. And damn it, if that is not such a miserable place to be. And it is really, really hard to keep a good head and a good heart when you feel like you've got what it takes. You've got enough people affirming the fact that you've got what it takes, and yet you aren't where other people that you would say are on a level playing field, if not, maybe you're even above them and yet you can't get there, right? I mean, that just does dirty to your head. It does. And I think that that's why most, like a lot of people don't ever get to that next level because eventually they take their ball and go home. Mm -hmm. And instead of just, I mean, I'm very blessed that my husband, even though he's not here with me, he probably should be <laughs> because he had this tenacity he, I mean, if I am being like totally raw, totally honest with you, I was one of those people that was like far more inclined to be like, that's it. Like I'm done. Um, and, and he was the one that was like, no, we're not done. We're going to keep going. And it was that tenacity. And I'm so grateful to him because although I get a lot of the accolades, um, and I'm the one that wrote the book, he's the reason why I stayed in the game long enough to write the book to experience the success. So yep. No, yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. Okay, so then people hear your story of tenacity, of grit, of giving away success for greater success. Um, and so that's why they come to you. You know, not, not only, but that, you know, that's one of the reasons that they get drawn to you. So how do you moderate that? Because not everybody's built for that. Like, you know, they, they see you and they're like, I mean, even when you dropped Russell Brunson, so you look at him and you're like, oh my gosh, I can make millions of dollars by just building amazing systems and funnels. And, you know, I just got to buy his program and I can do the same thing. So how do you create uh, appropriate expectations for people when they are they are entering into your world to have you lead them in some capacity? Well, the first thing that I do is I like lay down the law, like the beginning. Any anytime anyone joins our inner circle program, like the very first, like the welcome fast start training, I actually have a subject a, a, a section called expectations. And I, because I'm so, I want people to understand what's coming up. Like that's one of my, my biggest value adds to people is, Hey, I've driven down this road. I know all the potholes. Mm -hmm. Let me share with you what the potholes are so that when you come up to them, you can avoid them instead of letting it totally sideline. And so I explained to them that, you know, this, it all depends on number one, like where are you starting from? Like we have one client, her name's Christy Code Red Nickel. She came to us, she had spent like 20 years 
uh, doing nutrition coaching. She was a celebrity personal trainer, but you know, she had all these cool things. She was featured in Allure magazine. She was like super, like she had all these feathers in her cap, but she was still making like 35 grand a year annually working, like burning, like that's gross revenue, burning the midnight oil, like 16, 18 hour days. Like it was crazy. Right. And, and we took her by the hand. She ended up becoming one of our clients and she just, if you're familiar with Russell and, and click funnels, she's just now applying for her two comic club X award, $10 million in sales, three and a half years later, we wow. worked with her. And so a lot of people know that, that success story. And so I tell them, look, Christy had 20 years of grit and, and fine tuning what she had done. She had the results. Like you got to understand where you're starting from. And it really, it, it is frustrating when people think like, I just have to buy this one system. Like, no, mm -hmm. no. Like people can look at us and say, Oh, you built a, you know, multi-million dollar brand in two years. Did you see the 10 years before that <laughs> of yeah. the hard work? It takes many years to become an overnight success. And so I let people know how much time do you have? How much money do you have to invest in your business? Where are you starting from? And you've got to understand like, you know, the first year with a good coach that knows what they're doing, it's going to be all about building your brand, building your tribe, trying to set up a marketing machine. Like that's, you're just trying to find yourself in year one. So, it, you know, if you don't have a business, so there's, there's a process and there are levels and yeah. we can help you shortcut it, but like, it's still, you still have to do the work. Sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, that story, what makes that story one of my favorites I've heard in a while, um, like the success is, is awesome. What I love is, is it validates what I have to tell people so often when I coach them, which is like your hard work is awesome. And yet it doesn't necessarily equate the shit. Right. Like that, that's, a, that's hard work a, is not enough. Yeah. That, that's a hard thing to tell people, you know, like I, I get people that are frustrated because they don't, you know, they, uh, they're not getting promoted or because they don't have a title or because they haven't made X amount of dollars. And it's like, I work so hard. I work harder than everybody else. I'm like, that, that's only a small piece of the puzzle, right? Like there is so much more to success than just working hard. Though working hard is an extremely important part of success. Totally. Oh my gosh. So many people think that they have earned it because they've quote unquote put in the work. Well, it's like, that's like, like driving like 90 miles an hour down the interstate saying, but I'm driving fast. <laughs> well, where the hell are you going? Right. Like right. if you're in going 90 miles an hour down the wrong way down the street, cause you've taken a, a, the, the wrong turn. Then the fact that you're driving fast is completely irrelevant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Hard work becomes an extremely important component, I'm sure. Like you want all your clients to work really, really hard at whatever it is they're committing to, right? Uh, what are some of the other things that you feel are really important in order for your clients to get to that level of success that they're chasing? They have to be coachable. Oh my gosh. I, I cannot tell you the level of frustration when I'm like, hey, this is what you need to do. A, B, C, D. And then they start arguing with me. I'm like, like, did you just pay me? Like, I don't, I don't get that. Like, I, I don't understand. Like our, our most successful clients that have, have had tremendous amounts of success. They're not arguing with us. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, well, we paid you to, to learn what.
they launch something that doesn't work perfectly out of the gate. And they're not like swimming in cash. And we're like, hey, look, you just like literally, this, here's one. We built, we helped someone build a, a, a customer acquisition machine, right? They are literally like dollar in ads comes, right? So they've got this, they're, they're, they're generating hundreds and, and another one, a thousand buyers. Oh. Well, this does, right? So that's amazing, right? You yeah. understand like in the marketing world, that is like, holy smokes, just keep doing that, keep doing that, build your platform, sell some great stuff on the back end and you've got a million dollar brand. Well, then they're like, but I'm not making a ton of money yet. I'm like, you gotta keep getting customers. The name <laughs> of the game is how many customers can you get, right? Like, right. And, and they don't understand. And so then they quit too early. So I'm like, you know, you listen, be consistent. Like that's the other thing people are like, they sign up for something. They're like, woohoo, for the first 30, maybe 60 days. If they're super go, you know, a super go-getter. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they like fall off the wagon. They take, you know, the holidays off. So then two months are gone. Right. And then they're like, they got to spend a whole month planning in January for like whatever they're planning. And so like they, they lose momentum. Yep. And yep. so those are, yeah, those are some of the things that I would say, um, you know, are, big factors in determining if someone's going to be successful or not. Yeah. Yeah. And you touched on something there. Like this is why I hate motivation so much. Um, and people that know me know what I really say when I, or what I mean when I say that, but you know, we're all looking to get super fired up and super excited about something. Right. And, and so that's why we get this emotional like charge in us and we go put money down and we invest into something, which again, it's like, it's so awesome. And they build out the structure and they're all ready to go. And then it just falls flat because they haven't built a system to help them continue when it gets boring or it gets hard or they're told no, or they're not living up to the expectation that they've set for themselves, which I'm sure you would agree is why people need a coach so badly, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. To say, keep going. One of the most commonly heard phrases in my coaching group is I'm not going to let you take your ball and go home. <laughs> like there are people that you don't even know yet that are counting on you to succeed and stay in the game. Yeah. So quit acting like a whiny baby, pull up your big girl pants and, and do the work. I mean, like, okay. that's just, that's just the reality. I mean, it's, it's, and, and one of the things I loved what you were saying about motivation, there's a quote by Mary Morsey. She says, inspiration without action is entertainment. And that's why I tell people that on every web class I ever do. Like, if you just want to be entertained, great. I love to entertain you. Want to make you laugh, want to make you have a great time. But like, if you are serious about the message you have to share in the world, like you have to move your feet. You have to take action and you have to take action even when the days suck. And when you don't feel like it, you still have to move forward because you're guided by a greater purpose. Yes, yes. Okay. So, uh, so the book, so, uh, how long ago did you release that book now? We launched it. Well, we gave it to our audience at this, at the 2017 Unstoppable Influence Summit. That was in October, but officially on Amazon, I think it was like April, like March 30th of 2018. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, been about two or a year and a half or so. And so uh, during that time, like, what do you feel has been the greatest benefit to your audience as the result of reading that book? Unbecoming. So they have started shedding layers 
um, that have been holding their, them back in business and in life. So uh, the phrase unbecoming comes from a Facebook meme of all things that came from an anonymous quote, even though people are falsely attributing it to, to uh, Paolo Cahalo, it wasn't him actually, but uh, it says maybe the journey isn't about becoming anything. Maybe it's about unbecoming all the things that were never really you so that you can be who you were meant to be in the first place. And that is the process that I went through. When I lost a ton of weight, uh, when I started doing basically all the things that Natasha 1.0 would never have done, like energy work, um, emotion coding, hypnosis, like I just did all the things that I thought were like woo-woo weird and out of the box. Mm-hmm. Natasha 2.0 was like, why the hell not? Like <laughs> I saw where a 1.0 uh, attitudes got me. I was fat and depressed. And like about to quit my business. So like, maybe I should try something else. And so I took all the tools, all the process, all the, all the strategies that I used to basically like really figure out like who I'm meant to be Mm -hmm. and become so much more authentic, like truly from the inside out. And, and that's what I teach people in Unstoppable Influence. And we've dubbed it the unbecoming process. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest the biggest value is is really in that and seeing what is holding you down how do you release it so that you can keep going down whatever whatever path you're intended to go down yeah i like of everything you've said i mean in the short amount of time i've learned a lot and and learned a lot about you but what you just said right there is probably one of the most profound things that i think most people overlook before they even get an opportunity to dig into it. And it is this idea, you use the word unbecoming, um, you know, it's becoming the real us. And we spend so much time trying to add all of these things to who we already are in order to, to achieve, right. Or, or, or to move forward or, or, or to get somewhere to accomplish something. And it's not that those things are in and of themselves bad. It's just that we're layering on top of something or someone that we're not even completely clear who that is yet. And so I just, I appreciate that so much. I mean, it makes me excited to want to read the book because um, I, I think that, you know, that's a topic that's not talked about enough. And when it is, you know, uh, interestingly enough, yesterday on LinkedIn, somebody um, uh, ripped on one of my posts, which, you know, it happens all the time, right? People do. Yay, congratulations. That yeah, means you're making a difference. Seriously. Uh, because uh, people often say that I am one of the most authentic voices that they you know, that they are engaged with on LinkedIn. And so someone was like, you know, everyone throws a word that around that word authenticity. It's just, you know, the, the next buzzword that's out there. And I'm like, no, stupid. Like that's where, what we should all really be striving for is to really be our true selves. And yet the majority of us can't, we have no idea who we are. And instead we're just trying to be like somebody else. Right. Oh, absolutely. Well, the irony of it is that I had a, my program branded, it was branded hundred percent authentic, but I didn't even like authenticity. I believe is like all relative. It's all relative to where you are in your life. And so I thought that I was being authentic, but what I discovered when I started digging deep through the unbecoming process was I had all these layers built up over the years of like, you know, either things that people said to me, uh, disappointments, 
failures, all these mm. things that ended up shaping who I thought I was when it wasn't the reality. And that's why there was a level of discontent going back to our earlier conversation, why I felt this, this bit of discontent within me. It's because this is who I really am. Mm -hmm. Like, this is who I am. This person that is not afraid to talk about spirituality. That's not afraid to talk about you know, some of the things that people call woo woo. That I would have called woo woo. Mm -hmm. Like the, all of this, like this for the first time in my life, gosh, starting at 38, took me till 38 to finally be like, this is who I am. Like it or leave it. I mean, <laughs> the other day I was just reading, I was just reading some Amazon reviews uh, just the other day. Cause I was like, oh, I haven't been on Amazon reviews and now I'll give a good, good dose of reality. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, you suck. You're utter garbage. You know? And I'm like, but it, it, it doesn't even, it doesn't even phase me. Cause I'm like, Cause I am who I am and summer, you know, it's another great Facebook meme. You can be the ripest, juiciest, juiciest peach in the world. And there are still going to be people who don't like peaches. Yeah. And I was one of those people that was like, Oh, you don't like peaches. Oh, here, let me try to be an orange. Oh, let me go try to be an apple. Let me try to be a banana. And I, and all of a sudden in all of that, like layers of just trying to be what everyone else wanted, I was, I lost who the hell I was. Mm. And that sucks. That's not fun. No. No, and I mean, this is why, again, like it, I'm a pretty good judge of character pretty quickly. And I really feel like, you know, you are a coach that people should want to work with. I think that uh, the majority of coaches out there, again, whether it was with good intent or ill intent, uh, they are trying to do things for people based upon what they see other people adding to their lives and adding to their businesses. Whereas, you just by way of your own process of getting more self-aware, getting really, really clear about who you are, you know, help it has helped you to deflect the haters. I'm sure that, you know, it's still not easy to hear that you suck, right? None of us love to hear that. Um, but you can really help people then get what they, what they want out of life, what they were created for in life, because, you you're clear for yourself what that is. So, I mean, I just think exactly. that's so powerful. Well, I mean, I gotta tell you, like people are so freaking powerful. They like in, in most people are like walking around and they like literally do not understand the power that exists within them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that because that's where I was yeah. all those years ago. I felt like, okay, well I went to law school. My dad, I was fortunate since I got a full ride to undergrad. My dad paid for law school. Oh. So my dad paid for, Paid for law school. I passed the bar exam in Tennessee, passed the bar exam in Mississippi. Like I worked at a prestigious firm. So I was like, this is what I had to do. I was expected to do this. Like, and my job was like, basically like, just don't F it up. Like here, <laughs> here's your great life, your cushy life here. Just don't mess it up. Right. Yeah. And I just felt like there was something else. And I am glad that I finally through a lot of uh, studying, you know, reading books, going, listening to, you know, podcast webinars, going to live events, started realizing, holy smokes, like I am super powerful. Like I, I love manifesting stuff. I don't know. Do you manifest stuff? I love manifesting stuff and helping and, and, and showing people like you're way more capable of doing things than you ever give yourself credit for. And everyone's just like, I feel like so many people are just in this box with a false lid. That does not, it just, it isn't even there. And it keeps us playing small. And that's one of my passions is to show people like, hey, there is no lid. Hey, yeah. 
guess what? You can start that business. You can start that podcast. You can go and speak on that stage. You can write that book. You can do these things. You just have to have the courage to step out in faith and learn the lessons along the way. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, you, you know, you, you would say, you know, based upon everything you've said to this point that like it, the only reason that there is not a quote unquote ceiling there and it's this false ceiling that we've built in is because again, like we have put limitations on ourselves based upon the things that we don't understand, right? Or based upon the comparison to somebody else. And so, I, I mean, clearly there's wisdom in like, you don't just go pick up a basketball and join uh, the Lakers tomorrow or something right. like that. Like we've got to know that there are certain things that we are mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily capable of doing, but by you helping people to get super clear on who they are, then they can understand that within that lane resonating with their strengths, with their desires, with their passions, they can accomplish just about anything they could ever really ever set their mind to so long as they continue to lean into who they are. Right. And and do the work. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're, if you're thirsty and you're praying for rain, I'm praying for rain. Oh Lord, bring me the rain. Right. So I can get a drink. If you have forgotten to go inside and grab your cup, <laughs> it's not going to work. Like when it rains, it's not going to really help you very much. So like people have to understand like the thing I teach people is that you're a very powerful co-creator. Like you got to set the intention, but then you've got to actually do the work. Yeah. Uh, and that's, and that's where a lot of people falter. They, they say, Oh, I really want to build this business, but they're not willing to do the work or they're only willing to do it for like 60 days. And then when it doesn't, when it's not like a microwave success and they're like, Oh, well, never mind." And so it, it also depends on the level of desire. Like, do you really, truly want it or would it just maybe be nice? Mm-hmm. Cause if it's just, maybe it, it, you won't, you won't hit it. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it, it it's got to burn. It, it's got to really, really burn. So you, you seem to run pretty hard and you work really hard and uh, yet you, you shared that when it came time to write the book, you went and tucked yourself into a, a way into this quiet space and you were able to be so productive. So where do you find yourself stepping away to take that time of rest, that quiet, that stillness, like where, where do you go for that now? So it's been, I'm not going to lie. It's been a challenge to do that because one of the, one of the interesting dichotomies is when you are like doing something that you absolutely love, like when people are like writing in and saying, you changed my life, you saved my marriage. I was on the brink of suicide. Like these these are really big things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I got to get out there. I got to get out there. I got to get out there. And yet I've got a twin eight month old little boys. I've got a four-year-old little girl. And so, you know, that is part of, surprisingly, my time, like where I'm recharging, where I just, I just get to be with them because that is that children are, you know, I, I wanted children for a very long time. And it, it took me over seven years before, uh, before our, our daughter came to us. So it was, um, it was a long journey. You know, the other thing that I, I have to do is I have to set aside like non-negotiable time. Like for me, it's, going to get a massage or going to just sit at the coffee shop and just like chill, maybe meet some new people or something like that. Like I just, it's in pockets of time. Like my ability to be like, I'm going to lock myself away for 30 days. Like I've only done that once. 
I'll do it again. I've got a second, I've got a second book on my heart and stop of all abundance. So I'll, I'll do that again. But like, I'm not like, I don't know. I have, I, I haven't really been able to like totally peel and nor do I really want to like, I'm not like a, like sit and rest for two weeks kind of yeah. person. Like I'm a little bit of a restless soul in that, in that fact. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I resonate with that in the sense that like, I'm afraid of the quiet. I do really bad by myself. Um, you know, it, it, I'm sure it's a weakness in some sense. Um, but I really, what I really appreciate appreciate about what you just said, and I, I guess I just didn't see that coming. Um, but I love the fact that you said that y- your children and your family are that for you. You know, I, I feel like, and again, I'm going to insert something that I do this at least once every time that can get me into a lot of trouble when I say what I'm about to say. But like, I feel like. Uh, uh, particularly, and have a lot of friends in the in, in the spot. Like when when women become very successful, um, there is this idea that their family becomes a burden, and that's not me saying that. I think that's the narrative yeah. that gets spoken into this a lot. And I love the fact that you basically just said that your children are your joy and your battery to recharge and like that's the place that you go when like you just like you know at the you know uh, you know, just been running as hard as you have been like that is just such a refreshing thing I think for anybody with children to hear but particularly for successful women that are trying to manage family at home right I mean like how can you not like have so much fun when you're when your kid like wants to put together like a fairy tea party. I mean, seriously, like that is like, I mean, it's just watching imagination at work. And it's, it's reminding me truly it's some of the, my most profound insights have, have come from watching my daughter, like who is limitless. Like, like she really thinks that she's going to be a fairy. She really thinks that she's, we, we play policeman. She's a policeman. 30 minutes later, she's a fireman. Um, 30 minutes later, she's uh, the owner of a restaurant. And then 30 minutes after that, she's the owner of a spa. Like I love, I mean, I am secretly hoping that she's an entrepreneur, but if she's not, it's totally okay. But uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's really cool. And you can learn a lot from them and it's just, and it's, it's fun. Like imagination and playing, like that's so freaking fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you should really want her to be a fairy. <laughs> this is true. Especially I mean, one with magical imagine, superpowers. Could you imagine what, how you could capitalize on that? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I could have a whole marketing funnel, a fairy marketing funnel. Seriously. Could be pretty yeah. cool. I know. I know. <laughs> I'll okay. start building that out. So, uh, so as, uh, as we're beginning to turn the corner and, and wrap here. So, um, I think they've heard it already, but why, why would people want to pick up the phone and reach out to you or get into contact with you and engage with you? Like, what is it about you that they should really want to seek after? Oh my goodness. Let's see. I'm the most no nonsense coach out there. I'm just no BS. I'm gonna, I, I hold my clients feet to the fire. That's the thing. Like I, I work with people that are 110% committed. And, you know, when I, I don't even do like one-off consulting anymore. Like I don't have the, uh, everything, any kind of private coaching with us is through our year long inner circle program. That's the only way that we're actually able to work with people anymore, just because of, of our, the way our, our company is structured now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's, 
people that have a desire to make a really huge impact. That's, those are the like perfect people for us. People that are coachable that are like, I just, just help me get a track to run on and I'm ready to go. Those are the kinds of people. Yeah. I mean, we've, we have a lot of feathers in our cap and it's been a, such an amazing ride. I mean, from winning our own two comic club award, helping a client get the $10 million award, you know, speaking on stage to, you know, an audience of 5,000 at, at funnel hacking live and helping clients. We have two of our clients are one was on the stage last year with me. The other one is on the stage this year. Like, you know, we have a, a major track record of success, um, but we just want the people that want to build a tribe. If you want to build a tribe, you want to get your message out there in the world. And, you know, if you have some, some baggage, some unbecoming, we can help you with that too. That's the, that's the cool thing. You don't need to be, you don't need to be perfect. You just need to be you and be willing to learn and grow. Ooh, that was good. You don't need to be perfect. You just need to be you. How do people get in contact with you? The best way to get in contact with me is at our website, unstoppableinfluence.com. There you can see the book, the challenge, uh, upcoming events, and all the good things. Awesome. Okay, so I will make sure uh, to put that contact information into the show notes uh, so people can get engaged with you. Again, you know, I, I've said it a couple of times. I just think that you 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 speak my language. I think that um, you know you you are doing the right thing for people that are really trying to become the best version of themselves and helping them to create a life that maybe they haven't even thought possible yet. So. I really appreciate what you're doing and uh, the opportunity that I've had today to be able to, to sit and chat with you. So thank you, Natasha, so much. It's been so great. Oh, thank you so much. This is super fun. <laughs> I'm Good. really honored. This is great. <laughs> Good. We'll have, to, uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. As always, I'm looking for your feedback. Would love to continue to contribute great guests, great information, and impart as much wisdom like the wisdom that Natasha shared today with y'all. So feel free to share those things with me. You can get in contact with me a whole bunch of different ways. Um, you can find me on the web in the show notes as well. Thanks so much. And have a great one. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.